power and how you fortify your power is through kind of like just thinking as a collective and one thing about money is that money unifies people in a way that race can't in a way that gender can't in a way that sexuality can't mm. when you have money you have money do you know what i mean I might not have to like you, but if we're both rich I'm and we both have money to lose, yeah, like, we'll figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, that's that's an interesting way of looking. But what you described, even though you've broke it down in a more sinister, that's just the workplace. Literally. That's what a brand is. Literally. You, know, you in do, and I allow you in and out by interviewing and for the job, and I give you the job and get rid of them when you you no longer serve your purpose for me. And that's what it is, and everyone buys into it. Yeah. It's just the way you broke it down is definitely more sinister, but that's that's. Is it sinister though? Do you think it's sinister? Some people say, say it's so. sinister. I call it business. It, it, yeah, yeah. Like it's not good or bad. It just is. There's, there's no friends in business. That's where people get lost. Like because yeah. the whole pr- premise of so doing, we're not friends. Doing, <laughs> do, fool. But we're not friends. Don't call me a fool, bruv. Because we're not friends. Like, you don't call someone you don't know a fool, bruv. You don't call your business partner a fool, bruv. Are you man friends? Your family. It's different. Nah, fam. Different. We're business partners. You, you denounced <laughs> me already, bruv. <laughs> Questions every day, how's a brother supposed to sleep? Listen, I give younger books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. Did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino offense. Like, if your TNs don't beat Lonsdale, bro, it means you get your thing from Emberley Market or something. Because, <laughs> yeah, I used to buy that back in the day. I bought fake crap, man. Bro, I got my Air Max ones from um, the Air, Market. I got my Max 90s Fine. from, was it Dagnum Market? Dagnum Market. Dagnum Market, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought like. Yeah, what Sunday Market, innit? Five, yeah, yeah, five or six pairs, bro. Five or six. Huh? You ever get it from the barbershop? <laughs> 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 Do you know what these two sell? My ends. They sell the, bait, the babes. The big yeah. air forces here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still see man coming into the shops and stuff. Like even when they still sell DVDs or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. or jeans or like watches. Yeah, my, my bro, my bro, like the crackheads, I used to get bare stuff. Like they used to run into this designer store. Yeah. Bro, Montclair's, everything, fam. Ten pound, fam. Bro, you know like, I get my hair cut yeah. in Stratford, yeah. enough. But it was like early last year, I got like a crate of toothpaste, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just come with a bare toothpaste. Me and the barber split it half half, bro. I said, yeah, bro, listen. Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro. Bare toothpaste, bare aquafresh, bro. I'm not going to say no to that. I was like, nah, this is a pattern. Bro. When, we, when we went to hideout, yeah, ta- tax was dripped out. Dripped out. I'm like, blood, like, you got spending money, peas. You got, like, like where is he? Like, bro, the crackers on my ends went slam. Like, what? North Face jackets. <laughs> bald, bro, bare bow man jeans. Like, like, f- f- like, four bills each. He had, like, ten of them. Bro. We just shot in them. When I, I used to play football in my Max 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is when I knew I couldn't buy fake crap because I kicked the ball. The way my foot came through the shoe, bro. Oh, <laughs> man. My whole foot was just exposed. So I was like, nah, this is too much, bro. Nah, them soles. The glue don't stay in it. Don't stay, they don't bro. Stay, man. Yeah, I me mean, the crap just lean. You know how girls just look the thugs. <laughs> yeah, I me mean, that was my thing. The air bubbles didn't last. The, mm. the, the crap just looked mangled, fam. Like yeah. I'm wearing cake, bro. It's just <laughs> my I'm wearing cake. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, the pinnacle point for me was a turning point. Yeah, I remember one time. You know your blazers if you don't iron them inside out. You know if you iron the, you dig get holes in, so you have to iron them inside out. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, so I never did that one time. Ironed it massive hole for my blazer yeah fuck what in the armpit 
now on the back, just a massive hole oh, through. No. So I went to school, like, man, them were like pulling on my blazer, slapping on me, trying to rip me. And then, yeah, me and my bro boy were like, yeah, fuck it, we're just going to do bare robberies from, from then on. <laughs> <laughs> I said the trauma from the hole in your blazer. Bro, bro. like the pattern, well, obviously not me, obviously, man's a professional now, but this guy, let's call him like, let's call him Dagnum Dell, innit? That's so, Dagnum so obviously, Dell. Dagnum Dell, yeah, what they used to do, they used to rob one brother's um, bus pass, innit? Mm. And it's got his ID on. So it's got like the card in it. So the Oyster card? Nah, because obviously it's hearts, hearts and looting. Like you have like these similar sort of things, like bus pass things, but it's got your face and your ID on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously Dagnum Dell and his boy, they used to go like to the to the local town after them days. It was BBM in it, like licking the BBs. Yeah. And then these Asian man, they obviously knew it was stolen, so they obviously what they do, they'll boops it, and they'll be like, rather than for like two bills at the time. They would just give him like thirty five pound for parts in it, yeah, yeah, but that would yeah, be yeah. enough to buy vans. That at was the, a pattern. That yeah, was enough yeah, to buy yeah. vans at the time. So like, obviously the name must have been like fucking. I can't remember the brother's name must have been like Ernest Machuku, and he had like twenty stolen phones against his name, like because they were using his ID card to show it to my man. Because like, oh, you're selling me this. Oh, you really need your so ID. The, so the app, the, oh, okay, because in Wolverstone, you could just. My yeah. man will take off, that's going to Pakistan or something. Yeah. So that's going, you, ain't never, <laughs> you ain't never seen that again, boy. Nah, but Dagnum Dell used to get bops, but he's just like, as long as it gets vans and. What, so what, the Fed ever run up, like, run up on him or something? You know what's mad? Because you, you can't have 20 yeah. phones next to your name and lit, like. I think that nothing happened to him, yo. But they knew, like, it, it was all recorded against his name, innit? Yeah, boy, he's lucky that they shouldn't come back on him. Rather, Dagnum Dale's lucky as well, man. Big up my guy, innit? But, um, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a fake thing no more, though. <laughs> but it's good times, man. Yeah, oh, bro. I remember one time I was playing basketball. I tried to go for a dunk in my Air Max 1s, yeah. The whole soul just fell off mid-air, fam. I left That's with a shoe. That's a grab you said you ain't going <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you a story about when I could do dunks, but obviously the height didn't quite reach that. always too short, man. Like a punch on shoulder and them thing there. <laughs> Give man the festival lift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're fuzzy. <laughs> You're nearly got my back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's too much, fam. What am I saying anyway, though? Bro, I'm well, man. I'm well. Thank How's you the year you? It's been good, you know. I ain't gonna lie, it's been a, it's been a rough one the past couple of weeks, like financially, trying to like make that stretch. Yeah, yeah, but we're, living, yeah. we're here, fam. We're we here. didn't actually. But I'm working education right now, man. I'm yeah. working education. It's currently I'm working at university. I won't say which one, um, but eventually I'm trying to teach in it. I'm trying to do lecturing as well. Mm. Oh shit! But I think I only got about seven years in me of teaching before like I strangle a kid in it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to teach for a bit and then like do PhD and then we'll go from what, there. What you in secondary school? So right now I'm working at universities, but the aim is to kind of, I'm going to do my master's, then do my PGC, then work in secondary for like seven years, and then like PhD after that. Yeah, the secondary one's going to be tough. So. You see what I'm saying? Are you going to do it with dreads though? I am still, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think, I think it's time. I think the dreads like, I think the dreads are something else, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah, I think. Because the original reason I grew my hair to begin with was when yeah. I started to get in touch more so with black culture. Started to learn about how important hair was to us in terms of like, what's the word? Like, historically, how you could actually define different tribes, but the hairstyles that they wore. Yeah. So I just said to that, hair is such an important part of our culture. 
why have I been made to feel that I have to do that in order to assimilate and fit in? Especially with like my mum, for example, oh, if you want to get a good job, you can't have hair like this, you look like a ruffian. Yeah. But it's like, again, that like Boris is a perfect example now that, you know, you get you got the, the white brother with the mad hair yeah, and yeah. no one bats in that. Oh, we cuss him out now because he's the prime minister. But in most situations, you wouldn't even bat an eyelid. But then That's true. if you've got dreads, you're automatically some kind of, you know me problem like in Nigeria they call Yahoo Yahoo boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dreads, if, if, if Ed C, they're stopping you straight away. It's yeah, funny because yeah. I did my dissertation on this about how the workplace is ethnocentric. So why is it in terms of, even when it just, and it's not too discursive, but in terms of colloquials, like regularly in the industry I work in, which is very pretentious, ultra high net worth people. Mm -hmm. But a, a man will answer the phone to his client, obviously that he knows and say, you're right, mate. And no one bats an eyelid. But say if I were to answer it to my client saying like, well, go on fam. And I knew the client, I'll probably still get called in, you know? Every man's yeah. twisting it. Hmm? I'll probably still get called Dele. in. Like, even if I know the guy, was, it would st still be inappropriate. <laughs> so, I didn't say your name, what? Delay. 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 <laughs> no, but yeah, the original reason I grew my hair was in is it was in protest. Like mm -hmm. I still want to be able to achieve what I want to achieve and survive in a corporate world with my natural hair. Yeah. Like it was it, it, it was protest. So like even to my mumsy, this I said I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Because even when talking to a lot of people at uni, mm. when I was embarking on my hair growth journey, a lot of people were like they wasn't open to it for whatever reason. But then it seems like now that we're getting older. And I think we're more in touch of our identities. A lot of people are more open to it. Because I think, obviously, the US did it first. Yeah. The US was free with the hair. The black man do what they want with the hair. Mm. The UK is trying to do it now. And I'm seeing it a lot more in Africa as well now. Facts. Do you know what I'm saying? Facts. That's why I, was, that's why I thought to ask, are you going to keep it? Because I know certain men, I ain't going to say names. They yeah. went for certain jobs and then like, I'm cutting my hair off so I can yeah. get this job. Man. You know what I'm saying? And that hurts me inside. Because like, you've got to abandon a part of yourself in order to feel that you have a chance at succeeding. It didn't hurt my bank That's account. That's what? Though. Sorry? It didn't hurt my bank account. Though. Oh, was that, yeah, was that to you? Was that a shot to you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, wasn't like, it wasn't even to you. It wasn't even to you. I said to you, it wasn't to you. Yeah, no, bro, I went to basically. But you actually did that? Bro, I had to, bro. I was at first stage, decline, 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 as soon as I cut my hair. Bing. But just funny enough, my dad said the same thing to me, though. Mm. Yeah. My dad said the same, but I was thinking after back then, he was like, yeah, his, his friend had mad dreads. Went for bare jobs. Yeah, the first job he went for, with, when his hair was cut, he got it straight away. Yeah. I'm never growing my hair again. I, I think I think certain industries, they'll allow you. So for example, education, I can see that with the whole BLM movement, they're trying to become forced to progression this thing. This what I'm saying And be well. left wing. But in my industry where everyone's still right wing, like they don't even give a fuck they're about the planet. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck about the planet, let alone daily from yeah. the black community. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many 100%. people are even black that work in my sector? 100%. Which it is, I so, feel like, it, 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 of course, it's still contextual. So even, it, again, it really, really depends on what you do. For the majority of roles, mm -hmm. you can probably have flexibility with the way you dress, like people walking with tattoos, this, that, and the other, whereas that was um, frowned upon in the past. Yeah, my, my sector, it still is. I got into trouble for, like, you know, the loafers. Mm -hmm. With the loafers, I don't like to wear socks. I like to have my ankles out like like to so i'm wearing socks today but like you know just to swing like below mm. there bro they said to me like they called me in the office had a full meeting and they said um i'm not gonna say who the firm is but they're just like you need to change your socks like clients think, you think you're not wearing socks but you see with that mm. i wouldn't question that because again within the industry you work in yes, image, it, it, images it, it, are part of the selling 100%. point of what you're trying to deliver if your message you said ultra high net worth people 
they're not going to trust a guy in the tracksuit with their money. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So your image is at, constitutes the ability to successfully complete your job. When I was in Guernsey, Guernsey, there was this one brother, I felt sorry for him. He, They were blocking, like, they wanted to give him a promotion in Guernsey, but they reported to the main bank in um in, fr- in France. Mm-hmm. Um, very good at his job. Should have been promoted ages ago to front face clients. They took his their case all the way to France. They were just like, obviously, he's got tattoos on his neck. Yeah. They were just like, no matter how good this guy is, we're not going to promote. He's got tattoos on his neck. What does, that say for the, what does that say for the firm that he works for? Mm-hmm. That you guys are rogue and you went to bend That's the rules and this, that, and well, you know. Which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But, bro, I'm not going to cut my head to apply for Tesco's, bro. Mm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not throwing shade on Tesco, man. You, man, do your thing. Mm. But I ain't cutting my head for you, man, innit? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to change my life like that. Yeah, yeah. It has to be an extraordinary opportunity for you know that. What I'm saying? So it makes sense, though. This is what I'm saying as well. Like... So I don't, I, I think there might be opportunities where I might come here. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, I think that's one thing I've realised is kind of like, even just in terms of like the whole journey of growing your hair and stuff. Like, it's a journey, man. Do you know what I mean? It's a journey. I used to watch bare YouTube videos. Yeah, man. Bare YouTube, bare different. Bare castor oil, coconut oil. You see what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you're it's growing fun. plants in your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah, it feels yeah. like. So it's like, can I get rid of my plants after all this time just because somebody says I um, might get paid a bit better? I might do, you know? I might do, but at the moment, because like, soul, fam. you see what I'm trying to I'll say? F- you say that, but if they, if, they, if they give you the head teacher salary or the assistant, <laughs> you know, assistant you know head mean. teacher salary, you might be like, hmm. This is what I'm saying, isn't it? Like, obviously, I, I, I don't know what my price is, innit? Everybody has their price. Mm. I want to say my price is a little bit high, so that's why I don't know what it is. What's high? What's the blanket figure you're like, yeah? If they offered you this amount, I'm chopping my hair off. I'm going buy this. They, they, they give you a raise and they say, it's tough, man. I might have to go, like, as of right now, yeah, I might have to go stupid money. What's like stupid, bro? Like, like, at least six zeros. At least. I think for now, I can't to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up, at least six zeros. <laughs> so at least a million. <laughs> you said so. Preservation. <laughs> so because you wear no face jacket. I lie, bro. Shit, man says six zeros, bro, because he's got no face. I thought you were going to say six figures. I was like, ah, fair. And you said six zeros. I don't think I could do it for six figures, you know. Cutting yeah. my head for six, I don't think I can do it because the journey, do you know what I mean? Like, them ones, you know, because there was like a bummy stage between like Afro and like having dreads where like the the confidence was low. Do you know what I mean? To get through that mm. stage, yeah, but I'm thinking in my head, I need more than six zeros to do that stage again. So you're, you're, you're telling me if he slaps you in your hand and he says, Oga, chop you well now. No, you got to say challenge. That's a different story. You've got to say challenge. Oi, that takes me back, man. That's it, challenge, challenge. You know, in my hand, it's a different story, you know. If somebody put the money in my hand, I think that's a different story. I it? reckon if someone put one grand in your hand, cash, boom, so cut your hair. One K is doing something. Cash inflation's a bit mad. Inflation's a bit mad right now, bro. One thousand pound bow, take that and cut your hair right now. No, you can't do it for a rack. Bro, one K, yeah, weekend in London, like three, four days in London, yeah. One K. What should I do? I reckon five racks will do it still. I'm thinking about it. Five racks, I'm thinking about it. Mm. I'm thinking about it. But it's like, with me, my whole thing is like, what am I doing with that five racks? If that five racks ain't lasting me, like at least like a, I don't know. I don't know what I do with five racks. If it's not lasting me like a, like a good amount of time or like a, I get a decent amount of happiness from that five racks, I can't do it. Do you mm. know what I mean? I do it with five racks, bruv. I'll just, I'll go bold. I told you my next stage after this is going bold. 
You know I mean? like, uh. People already cuss me in the fucking comments. When when these blog, <laughs> when the blog pages post, man, the first thing I say, look at my man's forehead, fam. Like, alright. Like, you mean you listen to what I'm saying? You're not cussing my forehead, man. So for me, I've, I've done my cycles. I've had, I, <laughs> I've gone through every step. What are you laughing for? <laughs> How do you man know I'm not self-conscious on my forehead? Bro. No, but that's why I tried. Everyone in the room's laughing, bro. Uh, no, but that's why when it was with the putting, I tactically in my intro I put I'm short and bold. So, bro, before you try to badge me, I'm bad myself. <laughs> so it's cancel, double <laughs> negative. <laughs> you, you gotta speak it so no one else can speak it. But fam, I go into them comments and people get onto me. What did they say on TikTok? Me and Tax backed off our top here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one guy says, yeah, he goes, he goes. Look at this guy talking. His love handles are the same size as his shoulders, bro. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but what made it worse here is that my sister goes, have you seen this? <laughs> so now my... <laughs> I just said, look at this, look at this guy standing by here. I said, brother, I know him. And since then, I've been the same, bruv. Oh, man. My mental health's been affected, bruv. I just remember, I just remember, I just remember Eddie, Eddie messaged me saying, you're a prick, fam. <laughs> so I was thinking, why would you pass that, fam? You know when you let the man them record in confidence and then they just, now I'm just getting cussed, bruv. It's all right, bruv. You like a conquer anyway, bruv. Oh, that video was funny. I was just watching the comments. I'm like, boy. Oh, that video was embarrassing, fam. <laughs> Man said my love handles as wide as my shoulders, fam. Do you know how rude that is, bruv? <sighs> well, I hate the topic in hand today. It's more serious. Introduce my man, innit? Mm. Um, well, I'll let Casey introduce himself, fam. <laughs> I appreciate you guys, man. Um, obviously, my name's Casey. Uh, some people might know me as... Some people know me as King Kalam. My guy really knows me as Kwesi Kwesi. Yeah, I mean, Kwesi Kwesi. Yeah, you can call me Crypto Case. You can call me other stuff oh, as well. Case, yeah. All of this stuff is all I'm just saying off the top of my head in it. But yeah, my name's Casey, and obviously the good brothers over here, Dave and Eddie, invited me over to talk about what is it? Life after capitalism. That's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Obviously, like I got a little bit of experience in the area. Uh, just know a little, little bit. bit man's got a whole degree in politics. Just He's got a little bit, bit of experience. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Honestly. Obviously, I worked in the industry and stuff like that, but yeah, um, this stuff is like really interesting to me. Isn't it? It's like this whole idea of like what life is going to look like in about 20, 30, 40 years from now. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're living in a time called the Great Resignation. Basically, loads of people are quitting their jobs in mass. We might have four day working weeks soon. We might have universal basic income. So, like, the world's changing. So, it's going to be an interesting conversation over these next two, three years, seeing where the world's going. So, Do you yeah, think- I, don't know if, I don't know if Pretty Patel will let it change the way you'd like. Not we'll see, you know. Mm. We'll see, but yeah, I think she's like one of those things stopping it. To be fair, did you see what she's done um, for the refugees that um, that tried to cross the border? Mm. She's getting, um, I think, the navy um, to put like radio sound waves with like, such a high frequency that it hurts their ears and they have to swim back. Yeah, yeah. And they're on boats. Like, it's is mad. that is that mm. documented or is that speculation? It was, it, no, it was on a news article still. I think it was mm. The Guardian. It was someone like it wasn't like The Sun. It was someone quite credible still. That's wild. It was like The Telegraph or The Guardian. Mm. I'll get the article. I'll put it in the notes. But That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of mad. That's terrifying. But pretty Patel, she's she's a monster still. Uh. If she was if she was prime minister, with the policies and stuff she's trying to push through, like we'd we'd have a lot of problems. Uh. Cause they they even trying to stuff like, man like well, there was speculation that they want to mandate the vaccinations yeah but then with stuff like that 
And obviously at this point in time, people are willing to sacrifice a lot of their civil liberties to safeguard themselves against pandemics. And historically, I, think, I can't remember the name of the lady, but she called it the banality of, of evil. Yeah. And it's that we don't intend to create situations where dictatorships can come and strip us of our rights and we lose our power in the process. But through stuff like pandemics, mm-hmm. where people are more vulnerable and they want solutions, they're willing to give up parts of their freedom in order to allow the government to come up with those solutions. Mm-hmm. Then someone who's an opportunist would then come into place and then say, because you've really put these or you mandated such policies, then for example, if you don't conform to whatever standard, then we're gonna strip you of, of this, like travel, for example. Yeah, I think that's, that's how and tax that, works. And that's how, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how that's how like the banality of evil starts to take place. So a lot of it's not purposeful. I think it is. The conspiracy theorist in me says so. But um why 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 do you see it's not say it's not purposeful? Why would I say it's not purposeful? Mm. No, I think it is purposeful. Okay, okay. I think it is purposeful. But for what purpose would you say? For control? More control. More mm. control. Jeez, uh, like and we'll, we'll probably dive into this a bit later. Um there was, a, there was an interesting book that I read that um, I forgot the name. I don't know, it's, it's called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. One of the things the guy said was that nothing in politics ever happens for no reason. Because if it did, then things would happen in our favour sometimes. Mm. So when you try to think, okay, in the last two decades, let's say, or even the last, well, the beginning of this century, what has happened in our favour um, that's benefited the people? The last thing you can probably think of is the NHS. Since then, it's been a series of problems after problems after problems inflation problems austerity mm. um prices increasing the thing that's fucked um iraq us going to iraq and killing loads of people for oil actually benefited us yep yep i guess you can say mm-hmm. that mm. i guess you can say that but in, in mm. it did bro like we, on a selfish we, thing 100 yeah, percent. As, mm. as, as a sovereign nation 100 yeah, percent. i hear yeah, that yeah. i hear that i hear that perspective but i think stuff that's outwardly good like for example when they were trying to put through the universal basic income, yeah. that would have been a fantastic benefit for the people. That was in the, the Utopia for Realists, uh-huh. that he, where he discussed um, the universal yeah, basic income. And he, he, yeah, he was saying that there's actually a way for everyone to actually, and other countries have implemented well, they, they, well, yeah, the UK, they did it. Well, the US trialed it. Mm. Sorry? Yeah, they did it in Wales yeah, last they, year. They trialed it, yeah. And, um, it worked in the US and places that they trialed it, mm. but they just didn't roll it out across the board. I can't remember, I think the Congress blocked it. But um, they showed, uh, oh, what was this small little town that they did it in? And I can't remember the town, but yeah, there was a little town where they basically just gave people around, I think it was 11K. So the, the basic idea was to alleviate a lot of the basic problems that they would have. Yeah. So your housing, food, a lot of the stuff that would keep your mind away from elevating yourself. Yeah. So once you've covered the basic foundations of security for a lot of human beings, then they can focus on the things that are necessary for building and giving back. Yeah. So the idea was to, if you cover the universal, like, the universal things that are necessary for for life, then these people could then contribute back to society by elevating themselves to where they need to be. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because by focusing a lot of the problems that you have, just by being able to switch the light on, food on the table, etc., mm. you don't actually have time to focus on education or things that, or ideas that you can sell, for example, business yeah. propositions, um, different things on those levels. Because, but I think those were the benefits of universal basic income. But in that town, they trialed it. And the basic, the the... the idea was that on the negative side was that people were going to take this money and be and just be lazy mm. but obviously by when they did the, the surveys and and drew and got the statistics it showed that thing was like 70 percent of people used it for their benefit mm. whilst you got the 30 percent they still did nothing but really if you was to spread that to millions that's a very very good statistic this is this very is good m- statistic. exactly because like 
so like one of the arguments that they make for universal basic income is that if we have everything paid for we basically going to lean into the things that we're good at or we're passionate about so like if say for example i'm making i don't know i've got to make ends meet so i go into a job i don't really like and then i'm just like paying bills just to meet that job if i can get universal basic income and I have my bills paid for then i can sit down with myself and say you know what am i good what at do I really what can i bring do? to the world do you know what i mean so it's like it's that whole thing of like if i can kind of sit down like for example one of the reasons why i wanted to go into teaching is because i realized that one thing that comes really natural to me is just explaining stuff to people so i'm like it's so struggling in all these jobs i don't really care about just making a bit of money why don't i just do something i'm good at do you know what I mean? And I have a bit more time to do some other things on my side. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think when you kind of get to a place of like financial security, the whole idea is that hopefully more people will then come to the conclusion that, you know, this is what I'm good at, or this is what I can bring to the world, or this is what can bring value. And then maybe I can bring that to the world through kind of like my free time or my free money or whatever that I have left over. So that's the way it's meant to work in free. But obviously, you're always going to have people who aren't really going to do anything or are going to take advantage of the system. Like it's just part of life. It's part of mean? life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they're, they're not really thoughtful. Well, I d- it's funny because I don't really understand why governments are so scared to take certain risks, especially with the with with, with universal basic income. The the facts to prove that it works are there. Yeah, which is why sometimes I just I tend to lean towards. Mm-hmm. Okay, is this by accident or is this on purpose? Because okay, <clears throat> what are the pros and cons of making people financially destitute? It allows you for more control. Yeah, and. Dependency, a lot of these government it? powers are predicated on being able to control, manipulate massive uh, public opinion. Yeah. And you can do that by making people conform by always having to chase something. That's exactly it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly it. Like a rat race, isn't it? It's, a, it's the rat race, yeah. A rat race, like... Okay, so I'm going to go a bit left-wing with this shit. But obviously, you've not seen uh, Squid Games, innit? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. But some people claim, like, apparently that's a whole kind of, like, analogy about what the capitalist class do to us. So they basically just, like, <coughs> create all these kind of conditions and games, and then they kind of force us to do stuff. And then obviously those are the games that they come to the squid games. So for example, I don't know, you see when people are doing um, the crate challenge, etc. Yeah. People are like, yeah, that's probably just a real life version of the squid games. Do you know what I mean? So what was the crate, crate, crate challenge? Where they, they had the crate stacked up and then you had to try and get to the top without yeah, dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. by the time, you'd always get to like the last one, someone's buckling, busting hips and breaking ribs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So like, that's what people claim. Like people claim like this whole capitalism thing is just a game. Do you know what I mean? What are your thoughts on capitalism? There are values to it in the sense of it helps us to understand what is valuable to somebody. So, for example, if the price goes up due to supply and demand, that means that something is of value to all of us. So I think there is a kind of value of having like prices there to kind of determine what is important and what isn't. However, I do think that... So basically, this is what Marx says. I'm not a Marxist, but this is what he says. He says capitalism always consumes itself, basically meaning that it doesn't have a mind of its own. It's just going to like do whatever. And I think we're getting to a point where capitalism is consuming itself with like the environment, how we're spending, how we're living. For example, Air Force is being 120 pound. Like all these are kind of things which are. That's the problem in my life. Air Force are too expensive, bro. bro. 120 pound. Yeah, yeah. One tens aren't even 110. They're like 150. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, going anyway. This is why capitalism consumes. Ah, dunks. Dunks are like what 200 pound now. (laughs) Dunks. Insane, man. But. I slightly, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But where I think the problem lies is that we don't practice capitalism in its most natural state. Yeah. And secondly, we follow capitalism through a neoliberal lens. Mm. That's the problem. I agree. So because, because we're looking at capitalism through a neoliberal lens, and just to say, like, to kind of elaborate on what neoliberalism is, is basically just um, 
the abolition, well, not abolition of government, but minimize government and leave everything to the free market. Yeah. So we let the the private market dictate how society should be run. Yeah. The public mar- the public sector should follow the free market, but also su- the follow the private sector, but also subsidize the private sector. Yeah. Um, in allowing it to achieve its goals, and through that, we have more fairer systems and um, people can be more free. So it's just it's far left ideology. Yeah. But um, because we follow this neoliberal lens and even with the neo- neoliberal lens we don't do it properly yeah. or a lot of this stuff is half-assed so with the capitalism is literally just supply and demand and if we're looking at capitalism capitalism has been evident since the times we used to exchange values for a value yeah so like even bartering. if it, yeah if bartering exactly so even if you look at the um the federal system or merchantism it was all a form it was, an, it was a value for a value supply and demand you have this and i have that if we exchange this and i can benefit of this and you can benefit of that the problem is now is that when you leave it to the free market mm. um, and, and, and from a neoliberal lens, um, because the system's already put in place where you had not necessarily monopolies, we had like oligarchs or massive corporations and companies, they could capitalize on this opportunity. And because they use it and they put it under the guise of freedom, what they've done now is they've infiltrated um, different um, industries. So education being one example. Yeah, um, They've infiltrated stuff like education and then they've remade it in the corporation structure. So as you can agree. see now, if you look at the industrial revolution, for example, it was made for factory workers. Yeah. We still follow that same principle now. That's what, what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not practiced properly. So for me, if we're looking at what comes next, what should come next is actually following the principles of capitalism properly as opposed to yeah. doing this half-assed yeah. I mean, type of it. It's hard to get right because I think us with uh, as a society, we're fixated on concepts that often do not align with each other yeah, or, or cannot, cannot coexist. So let me give you an example. We're um, fixated on the idea of having equal rights and having freedom, mm-hmm. but the two ca- cannot coexist. And I give this illustration. So if wh- one fully had equal rights, I should not have to pay taxes because this is the money I earn through capitalism and I should have free reign to spend my money how I want. There's no reason why I should be obligated to then pay taxes. Yes, because that that is my money. You taking my, let me finish. You forcing it on me and not making me do it out of philanthropy, you're now controlling my resources. So you're, yeah. you're not actually fully free to profit off the state. But then equally so, we're, we're obsessed with the idea of equal rights, but then allowing people to behave in that way then now means that people will not have access to the resources that they need in order to be equal. Okay. So that's why I, I talk about, we're obsessed with ideas which actually cannot coexist because to oppress someone from the way they're allowed to use their resources yeah. is oppression in itself and you're not fully free. How are you defining equal rights? Hmm? How are you defining equal rights in that context? Sorry, not equal equality. Sorry, not equal rights. Okay, slip of tongue. Okay, equality. We're obsessed with the idea of equality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the fact of thank you for pulling me up on that. By the way, Um, the fact that we focus on equality, but if that person is allowed to flourish as us humans naturally are greedy and to flourish and use our resources as we wish, yeah, then it's no, then it's never equal because that person won't have access to say healthcare. Yeah, or to yeah, but so isn't equality in the sense of choice to do what you want as opposed to being forced to do? That's another thing as well. No, so when, I, when, equality, I say equ- yeah. I, when I say equality, I'm talking about, you know, the welfare state is about 
equality and access to resources. So, that's yeah, the so whole equality thing. That, resources. That's, mm-hmm. the whole, the, that's why the welfare state people mix with normal equality. The welfare state is actually equality of the allocation of resources. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's an economic mm-hmm. equality, but that can't, can't coexist in, say, a state of liberty. See, again, and that, that goes back to my point because it's not done correctly. Mm. Even the welfare state, if capitalism, I would argue, if capitalism was practiced in its most natural form, so, mm. and in order for this to be done, we'd have to literally start again. Because the way yeah. we live now is that you have people who were born ahead of other people. Mm. And then obviously you have um, stuff like structural racism or systemic racism that, that, that plays a part in it as well. Mm. It, it wouldn't be fair to then say, do you know what, let's change political ide- ideologies and say, yeah, let's go in this direction. Because that's not equal. It yeah. didn't start equal. So how is it going to, how is it going to balance itself out to be equal? So in, in the unrealistic perspective of starting again, if we did that, capitalism would account for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't because we went, we didn't all start from the same point, mm. I'd argue anyway. Mm. All right, so I've got one question for you. I'm going to jump mm. into something else here. So my question is, like, go back to your point about the tax. One thing I always find interesting, because I believe to pay tax, but one thing I always find interesting is that the amount of tax we paid yeah, in the past three, four hundred years, and there's still homeless people on the street. Like, I need a, I need an answer as to why that's still happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, where are the taxes going? Why are there all these charities here? Why aren't, why isn't the government doing anything about it? But that's that's another one. But um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Ed, what were you saying actually? Go back to it and I'm going to jump off that. I think you said something, I wanted to jump off it. Mm. Um, you were talking about, what were you talking about? Um, you were talking about... As in why capitalism works? Should I, yeah. should, should, should I answer your question before? Actually, yeah, where, where yeah, answer it and then I'll come, I'll come back into it. Um, in terms of... A lot of the well, pretty much all the countries in the world, they're in debt. And yeah. when you're in debt, say governments will do things like raise gu- sovereign bonds. Sovereign bonds get sold to private and ins- institutional investors. So a lot of the time, when people say, "Who are we in debt to?" a lot of the time it is private and institutional investors. Yeah. So because of, an, of one of the caveats of capitalism, they're able to buy up these bonds. And for example, usually these bonds are sold um, at a period when the government is going through a time of austerity. Yeah. And then what I think I think it was Warren Buffett says that every good businessman looks forward to a recession. Because if you could survive the Olympics, mm, isn't it? Mm, if you survive the recession, for example Amazon you can just buy when, up everything. When yeah, when the pandemic happened, uh, Amazon went to one thousand five hundred dollars or three thousand dollars. I think Amazon today is like three thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So if you had bought up say Wait a share. Yeah. yeah the airlines are going crazy as well. Whoa. Elon Musk mm. and Tesla are going crazy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it makes sense though. You you can just buy up. So when I was looking at um some of my clients who they didn't shit their pants and they when they listened to our advice and they actually bought up and were stabilized, they've done a hundred percent in a year, bro. Nice. But even even mm. that said, we we function on a debt economy. So again, um. Rupert Bergman in 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 the. I know what I'm gonna say realist. about you, but yeah, go through. I remember what I was gonna say now. You go on. We we function in a debt economy, so essentially for the economy to, for the for the flow of money to work, someone always has to owe someone something. Mm. Yeah. And with that, some will call it uh, it's a it's a it's a newfound slavery, but mm. I think that is why homelessness still exists in its its capacity because for the kind of system that we have to function correctly, we need to have people that are lower than others, which is still capitalism. Yeah. But the way it's practiced makes people have to be low, like on a different level of low so that people can still profit at the top. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, when you're ready, ask the question, innit? Oh, you have to put talking to the mic, by the way. Come. Oh, no, you can take it with you, sit back. 
but yeah, go on. Hey, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, I remember you talking about um, how we have to start again with capitalism and stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing that's really interesting about the way capitalism works is that you have something called like asymmetric information. So obviously, mm-hmm. like information is king in an economy. So the more you know, the better decisions you make, uh-huh. allegedly. So it's like what it is is that a lot of people who are in higher positions or um, were raised in kind of like higher class or whatever, they have access to different people, which means access to different information. Mm-hmm. So obviously they say it's not what you know, it's who you know, etc. Of course. Well, it is kind of what you know, but it's also who you know. So like the whole idea is that if we can kind of remove this kind of knowledge gap between the rich and the poor, then we can kind of maybe attack this kind of difference that we have, this class difference. So like some people claim that basically money as a concept is a way for you to vote with your feet. So if I've got a problem with somebody and I go to a shop or restaurant, I don't like the food they've done for me that day. I just don't come back. That's how I vote. I don't give them my money anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So in the same sense, if you were given like money by the government or whatever, and then you made choices with that money, then you can kind of like have a bit more of a say in terms of how your society is created. So kind of your choice is through the money you make and then the money you make and the money you spend kind of informs our society and informs our, our markets. Mm-hmm. If it informs our markets, then our markets then create what we need. So if we want to inform our markets that we need, I don't know, for example, electric cars, then the market will then create electric cars. Do you know what I mean? But arguably to but me- Isn't that what's happening now where people are purchasing power? It is, it is. Arguably to me, if you're, if you're trying to understand what comes after capitalism, are you saying that we need more emphasis on government? So we need more government intervention, or do you need do we need more free market or uh, uh, emphasis on the ed- individual choice? Hey, you know what's quite interesting at the moment. Good obviously, question. I'm coming back to you. Bro. There's obviously been a downfall in um, Lebanon. It's just, there's just a lot of shit going on. But an idea what they wanted to do before, um, in like a social uprising, based on like Marx Marxist ideologies, they wanted to do a type of socialist society where say you had labor and the conservatives but you elect them for different parties um, and yeah. different departments sorry yeah. so you'd elect say labor for healthcare, and you then you'd elect say conservatives for education and each one of the parties would have to would their remit would be that particular department that's interesting actually. and then they'd be yeah. judged or voted out by whatever period whether they're performing or not so th- I, I whether that would work but i think that would be quite an interesting um idea of um it'd be complex to do Very. but but of mm-hmm. socialism just because it diversifies the power are you for socialism yeah. hmm? are you an advocate of socialism um i can't say i'm an advocate because i have not seen it remotely done well maybe that's lack of education but i haven't seen it have you been to vietnam well bro go it's nice it's nice it like it's it's chaos but it's organised chaos. <laughs> it's organised chaos. chaos. So, so how does Vietnam work? Tell me that. Like. Um, so like, for example, when you cross the roads and stuff, like the traffic lights kind of go off like every five, 10 minutes. So you have to lights. So like then once you cross the road, you've got to look the driver in his eye and that's how he stops for you. So like, that's how you cross the road. And it's like over there. Yo, like, no, bro. It's like, nuts. Honestly, it's one of those ones like you get there and then you stay maybe like one one week or so and you realise how it Once works. Once you understand how things work, it yeah. becomes more natural. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, like it's in, very in America, Jane walking's a thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK, more time you're going to run across the road. Isn't it? But drivers are more considerate here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in Nige, what do they call it? They call it bumper to bumper. That's how, that's how people drive. They drive so close, but no one ever crashes. Yeah. <laughs> They're so close to each other, but they call it bumper to bumper. You understand the dynamic. I couldn't drive in that. What's that tune? Is it P Square? Which one? You don't follow me, bumper to bumper. Hey, P Square, lit fam. Hey, they used to bang, man. What's you his name? My money. <laughs> 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 
But you're, you're saying you're just going to jump on something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump on what you said as well, actually. I, don't know, I forgot about it. I'll come back to it. It'll come back to me, mm. don't worry. But, um, yeah, there's, so, like, for example, like, there's a couple other examples of, like, socialism working in real life. So, like, for example, we live in a capitalist society, but it's kind of, like, it's, like, on ratio, it's capitalist, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's, you know what what it, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Dominic Frisbee would say that it's a crony capitalism yeah so what do you mean by ratio it's capitalist so. so like we've got certain things which are like socialist so like a welfare a welfare, a welfare state, state. Yeah, nhs okay. stuff like that but then we've got other stuff like free market economics which makes it like capitalist and like deregulated markets which makes it a bit more capitalist but i think everything's hybrid because china yeah. china yeah. but they still have like even them being able to list on the, on the stock market yeah, is, that's very capitalist. There's no way to say that it's not. Yeah, exactly. But like it's TikTok working in places. Yeah, exactly. But it's a communist country. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, um, it's like obviously, well, you lot on um, online way back in the day, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, German you know I mean? free, free music, music free videos where I tried to download porn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time, yeah. There was a time I tried to download a music video, yeah, and then porn came up, yeah, and I had to act like I didn't want to see it because my mum was like, that. I was like, ah, oh, man. I was trying to get this, man. <laughs> 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 no, Limeway was crazy, bro. I tried to download. I, don't, I, don't, it was, I used to be on Gram mad back in the day. Yeah, all the, the rips and I stuff. I used to try and download all the rips, yeah. And then one time I downloaded the video, and this woman was getting piped by a dog, fam. I've seen that one you're talking about. I've seen it. That one's still. You're traumatizing me just thinking about it. Come here, boy. Slap in the back. Come here, boy. The dog mounted her, fam. <laughs> really too, I, I remember it in my head right now. You see, I see you saying Limeway, it all just came back head. to me, bro. No, but, um, the no, dog the mounted her, fam. Go the dog mounted her, fam. And fam. gave her strokes, fam. Did you have a little todger? Huh? Did you have a little todger? <sighs> it was pink, fam. Yeah, Yogi. It's in my head now. It's in my head. I remember <laughs> it all. Bro. You can see it. Like, she, was, she was masked up like she did OnlyFans, oh, bro. Oh, gosh. She was nah. masked up. Your beer guy members been connecting beer since 2019. Come on. I'm looking at the ingredients, natural stuff, hemp seeds, jojoba oil, shea butter, coconut oil, beeswax, listen, mango seed butter, all this stuff, natural, natural quality for the hair. Get involved. Beer gang members been making beards beautiful since 2019. Jeez, come on. Yeah, sorry, bringing it back, bro. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> hell, bro. Hey, the, the reason why I said that uh, is because obviously, like, that was an example of like socialism in practice, basically. And then that's one of the reasons why like the people who did line were like they slapped them with these crazy fines and stuff. Because they had to make an example of it. Because if you allow this stuff to persist, it's gonna go crazy. It you started know? with Napstar, actually. Mm. Napstar as well, exactly. Yeah, that's the reason why you get mad charges for fraud. Yeah. It's a crime against the state, really, isn't it? Exactly. Um and obviously we have um like not social enterprises and stuff, but you know, for example, like Waitrose, MS, um, I think MS. Um, basically, they have this whole thing where, like, if you're an employee, you can kind of pay into the whole company as well, get stocks in the company, mm -hmm. and you get paid on dividends and stuff like that. That's like a kind of socialist kind of thing as well. Banking societies, building societies, kind of giving money to local people, trying to help them to kind of, like, create businesses, uh, buy houses within the area, kind of build the area. That's all, like, socialist kind of concepts. But when you say socialism, it kind of goes back to this whole idea, just, like, community. That's really what it is. Kind mm -hmm. of like community-based approaches, group economics, that sort you, of thing. That, that, that can't work in this globalised society. We're, this too is inter well. we're too interconnected. So even when I was um, looking into, like for me, because especially in, in the context of 
what comes after capitalism. Yeah. I just think it's more, we need to pick a political ideology and stick by it in, a, in, in its most um, objective sense. So let's not try and welfare over here and this and that over there. We need to stick to it properly and actually follow the parameters that were set out by the political ideology. What's your choice for political ideology? I still think, I still think capitalism in, in, in its most organic form, its most natural form is the best way to go because like, it's the most natural thing. Even if you go back to the Silk Roads, mm. do you get what I'm saying? We've, we've always been exchanging a value for a value. We've always, the market has always demanded what the value of something is. Like you said, we, we can see what, um, what is most valuable by what people pay for. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. The, the problem is now is that when we start, when we start applying all these different principles, so that when we start subsidizing certain industries, yeah. so for example, obviously everyone knows I'm a big environmentalist. Yeah. One of the massive problems with food and especially with um, agriculture industry is that meat is heavily subsidized. Yeah. So even stuff like the price we pay for what, like what, what um, the price we pay for beef, mm. it, it doesn't reflect the true cost because if you actually charge, for example, what, what um, the, the true cost was for like water, for example, it skyrockets. That one pound cheeseburger suddenly turns to like a tenner. The pound of beef you buy certainly suddenly turns to like 30 pound. And I think that's the best way to regulate the agricultural industry is by actually having the true numbers reflect what it is. Because it's so heavily subsidised. That's an that, interesting and that, and point. And that's what contributes to degradation of uh, the environment. Yeah. So we, we, we consume much more than we're able to because we think it's cheap. It's not cheap. It costs yeah. a lot of money. But because it's so heavily subsidised with this neoliberal ideology mixed mm. with capitalism, it doesn't work. And that's you know a conflict interesting of interest. about that? So, like, one of the reasons why the farms are subsidised so heavy is because, like, obviously, farm is land. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, landowners are, like, capitalists. So, basically, like, a lot of people who actually own land also tends to be, like, very high people. I'm not going to say royal people, but obviously, some royal people own land. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, the European Union and stuff, they used to give a lot of subsidies to anybody that used to own large swaths of land. Regardless if you're farming on it or not, you get like large swaths. So like farming subsidies is like a very big thing. John. It's massive. And, I, and mm. I think that's a massive contributing problem. So I'm still for capitalism, but I would want capitalism in its most natural state because I feel like that would allow people to progress in its most natural form. But at mm. the same time, arguably, I'm for things like um, universal basic income. Yeah, yeah. But, this, but the problem is now, I have a conflict of interest in the way I think because... I think to myself, we can't possibly start again. So we need to adapt our frame of thinking to the current parameters of the situation. And I think something in the society we currently live in, universal basic income would be a, a, a good solution to a lot of the problems we have, especially with dealing with poverty, which may potentially still feed into capitalism because if you provide a universal basic income from mm-hmm. a socialist standpoint, then you can allow the rest, you can allow capitalism to take place after that, yeah. potentially. But then I also think um, we, the democracy, is slightly an issue. That's this is what I was trying to get onto as well. So when you say capital, like what political ideology? Obviously capitalistic. But I was wondering if you meant like democratic capitalistic mm-hmm. as well. Do you know what I mean? Or democratic capitalist society. Call me call me ignorant, but I'm not, I'm caught on, on defence for two reasons. Yeah. Between democracy. A full democracy of capitalism. I'm not in favour for because the majority of society aren't intelligent enough to be able to have a hand in the, in the way societies run. If you, look at, if, if you look at how people are easily manipul- manipulated, for example, the Brexit agenda, mm. anyone who has any economic analysis would have told you that free movement was never going to stop. And that's what yeah. most people 
what their vote was predicated on. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't think people, but then at the same, in the same breath, then you have countries um, where a set few amount of people um, are then making the decisions for the country. And as anything, power corrupts society and cor corrupts and people. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, I don't know what the solution is, and I know that's a bit of a shit answer because it's like, oh, what is the way forward? I really don't know because either way, it's an L. There's two things. There's two, and yeah. that's a very interesting yeah. point. And what you was touching on, there's a there's a writer called Walter Lippmann who yeah. predicted that. So essentially, he was saying that what people do in our current society in, in terms of democracy is one, people, like you said, aren't intelligent enough to make informed decisions about who to lead them. The problem with democracy, when they were arguing a bit, when they were debating it between the 19th and 20th century, was that democracy was predicated on the aristocrats of society making decisions because not yeah. everybody had the, the, the ability to vote. So it's all the rich landowners who had time to take careful consideration as to who they want into power yeah. and who could benefit them. When the vote became more free, that's when you had the people who were less illiterate making decisions politically on who to move forward with. Yeah. The problem with that now is that there's so many different barriers to um, to knowledge. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a guy called Antonio Gramsci who came from the school, of, Gramsci, yeah. school mm -hmm. of, of, of Marxism that says that, again, he, I wouldn't say he's a conspiracy theorist, he's a theorist, but he said that the system is built this way because by making people work, for example, 40 hours a week, you have no time to sit down and consume the relevant information to make informed decisions. So what mm. do you do? Um, you, you create pseudo, um, pseudo, I think it's pseudo cultures and those ideas are based on stereotypes. So what you do is that instead of taking all the relevant information and saying, okay, based on what I know, I'm going to make an informed decision about this, you feed into these pseudo-cultures. Hermeneutics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is based on stereotypes. So, for example, people look at Boris Johnson as like, Bojo Johnson, he's funny, da-da-da-da. They don't care about the policies he puts in place. They're they voting based on the individual. Yeah. That's not a knowledgeable decision. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if we all, as individuals, voted on social policies, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, we'd have very a very very different political system. It wouldn't even be a two party state. There'd be different you people coming to. I argue if we voted on policies, we wouldn't even be voting because a lot of us, if we're intelligent enough to vote on policies, we're probably intelligent enough to just go and do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But mm. it, what Littman asked, argued on that point, he said internet, people argue the internet would be this free market for information. Yeah. But one of the most important things that he says that, which is what I found quite interesting, is that people don't seek truth. They seek things that reaffirm their stereotypes and pseudo-cultures already predicated in their, already like in their mind. Yeah. So if I have, so essentially echo chambers, mm. if yeah, I have yeah. a way of thinking, I don't go and search for the opposing view to challenge my way of thinking. I just go and research shit that helps validate whatever I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so people don't, people don't seek truth. So how can we have a properly functioning democracy, again, in its most honest form, mm. if we don't have a society of people that can sit down and make informed decisions? And uh, another uh, who plays on this is another guy called um, um, Ed Edward Bernays. Yeah. He was a psychologist uh, with the father of public relations. Yeah. And he basically says it's easy to control the masses. It is because if you can if you can create if you can formulate public opinion, then it's easy to control people. So mm. then there's a cycle now. You have the political leader, who then uses stereotypes and emotional manipulation to have the people think a certain way. 
Mm. And then they told, then they say, oh, like, consume something to get your information. What do you consume? You consume the media. Yep. Who, who gives you the media? Yep. It's the oligarchs and the people that run the country. Yep, the same five people. Mm. They run the same newspapers, radios, TV shows. And then the, but that's what, like, even the Marxist view, that's what they say, um, even with religion, it's an opiate of the masses. Yeah. Why, why in the Bible, um, when our ancestors were slaves, that they cut certain chapters out and added it in because they knew yep. that if you destroy someone's culture and you and create an ideology that's going to be more powerful than anything and then yep. it, it will make you numb to the pain you're feeling and make you it's an opiate it numbs you to be able to even take action yeah so but there's an no, opposing there's an opposing argument as well Go on. for why democracy does work so there's another guy called john doe mm-hmm. and he's very for democracy but he doesn't argue he argues that the problem with democracy is that we see it as a another political ideology we see it as a form of government yeah Whereas he believes that democracy is more of an ethical ecosystem. So he looks at democracy from the perspective of how we look at animals and society, like, like how the natural world works. And yeah. he says, within the natural world, we see examples of democracy. That's a very valid point, actually. Do you know what I'm saying? Very it's, 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 it's all based on... Oh, yeah, like even monkeys, like, they, they will pick their leader and if they're not being led, led then they'll fight and then they'll, they'll denounce they'll the leader and leader. he'll be exactly. exiled. So. so he said that there's examples of democracy... Um, in the natural world the only problem is that we only see it as a form of government so yeah. we have an ethical obligation we have an ethical obligation to make democracy work because what it does is that it stops the um, potential for tyranny yeah do you get what I'm saying but the only problem is now is that with the opposing argument the knowledge part is very very important yeah if you don't have the knowledge to make informed decisions then the other side, even though it's an ecosystem, doesn't actually work because yeah. you still have you still have the manipulation of information, which is the problem. But the thing is, even with people have the information, I think Jordan Peterson even talks about it. It's just like a lot of the problem with employment is that, um, like he, I can't remember who it was, but they they've basically put on a scale of the different jobs which you must have the, an, an IQ to do, mm-hmm. and the problem is of all the jobs, about 10% of the world's population do not have the IQ to be able to do these jobs. That's not through lack of education. That means that mentally co- capable, they cannot do these jobs. Mm. So you have a bag of people doing jobs that they're not they're not able to do. You think though? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe like, like what? Like, there's, there's loads of people who with low IQ of, who are borderline, well, they're not borderline. Like, I think if your IQ is below 90, they're disabled, but they're still working and they're not doing very good at the job. Mm-hmm. But, but wait, just, just, just to lead on to that point. Mm. So it's just like, there's a lot of people, even if giving the right inf- resources information, they're not mentally able to make an informed decision for the direction of this country, for a unitary approach for the best for all. Mm-hmm. Like I know bare people that no matter what information you give them, they, they will not be able to make, they might be able to make a selfish decision for themselves, but looking at it unitarily, they can't make an informed decision for the country. And that's not even bringing in things like greed. Because there's a bag of people that can, but we as humans, we're selfish. But I'd argue that you should make decisions based on your selfish agenda. And you shouldn't, because if if, if the parameters of the society were set correctly, the selfishness would actually constitute benefit for all, really. This Uh, is the real paradox. I wouldn't think so, because for, 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 for the ultra rich what benefit is there for them to contribute to the welfare state you know what's interesting about this so we talk about kind of this whole idea of capitalism and socialism Mm. when we look at how the rich operate as like a group as an economic group they operate in very socialist ways so like for example like take take the roads yeah we all have to take the roads to go somewhere it doesn't matter how rich you are Mm. but a rich person will only spend their certain amount 
on that road. If a rich person is late to work, it might be more more kind of disadvantage disadvantageous to them than it is to somebody who I don't know is on like seven pound an hour. Do you mm. know what I mean? But they don't pay the amount that it costs the road for them if they're late to work. So this whole thing about basically when they come together as a group, they then allow themselves to kind of like pay less than what they actually contribute to society, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like they need probably society more than the rest of us to work. Because obviously if you're rich, it means that you have a lot of people who are working for you. So if in order for society to work, it kind of requires for other people below you to kind of be it at the best. It needs hierarchy. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And the way you maintain a hierarchy is through kind of like creating a group. Mm -hmm. You create a group that kind of prevents people from coming in and out of that group. So when you can prevent people from coming in and out of that group, that basically allows you to kind of like fortify your power. And how you fortify your power is through kind of like just thinking as a collective. And one thing about money is that money unifies people in a way that race can't, in a way that gender can't, in a way that sexuality can't. Mm. When you have money, you have money. Do you know what I mean? I might not have to like you, but if we're both rich I'm and we both have money to lose, like we'll figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, that's that's an interesting way of looking. But what you described, even though you've broke it down in a more sinister, that's just the workplace. Literally. That's what a brand is. Literally. You, know, you in and I allow you in and out by interviewing and for the job, and I give you the job and get rid of when you you no longer serve your purpose for me. And that's what it is, and everyone buys into it. Yeah. It's just the way you broke it down is definitely more sinister, but that's that's. Is it sinister though? Hmm? Do you think it's sinister? Some people say, say it's so. sinister. I call it business. It, it, yeah, yeah. Like it's not good or bad. It just is. There's, there's I mean? no friends in business. That's why people get lost. Like because yeah. the whole pr premise of so doing, we're not friends. Doing, do, <laughs> fool. But we're not friends. Don't call me a fool, bruv. Because we're not friends. Don't like you know call, me? Don't call someone you don't know a fool, bruv. You don't call your business partner a fool, bruv. Are you man like friends? Your family. It's different. Nah, fam. Different. My business partners. You denounced <laughs> me already, bruv. <laughs> Fucking conquer, bruv. Look at his head, bruv. <laughs> Because the, the whole idea of, of, business, of business is you're trying to barter for the best position for yourself and that person trying to barter for the best position for them for themselves. So um, That's not a bad thing, though. Hmm? Because it's not. It's not a bad thing. Not. because and I, I don't think that's sinister because even though you're bartering what's best for you and I'm bartering for what's best for me, the only time it becomes negative is when you've violated the conditions of what we're trying to achieve. Hmm. So, for, like... If you own a business and I own a business and I need your services to take my business to the next level, then you're obviously going to give me the best prices. As long as I can bark for something that actually is beneficial for the business, no one's lost here. We've both benefited. Mm. You know what I add to that though? Like, it's not sinister to think in that way, but it is sinister to think in that way and then stop someone else from thinking in that way. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I think yes. that's what happens. Like, there's a lot of people who think in that way and Nepotism. then they try and... Exactly. Nepotism is a good example exactly. of that. It's like, cool, we have access to knowledge. We're not going to share that knowledge, though. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I want my little group to succeed and use lot to keep struggling or whatever, for whatever, whatever. I think that's where the flow of information is necessary. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's not but always you, shared that way. You say that, but call me... Call controversial but us as the black community are the ones who are the free flows of information and we don't act with nepotism a lot of the time yeah, this is my other, other ethnic groups who show nepotism to each other they're, they're doing a lot better than we are so that's what i'm saying we um, a fraction of the resources mm -hmm. i still think and we'll make this the last point before we do the toxic jar I, I i still think that in more modern times i'll say in the last 10 years no let's say, let's say in in the coming of this century you're definitely correct in that. Mm. But I feel like the reason why it's it's been that way is because of the institutionalised racism in the past. So we always had the mm. um, the Black Wall Street. 
etc etc these are examples of where we were trying to invoke nepotism to benefit our societies mm. but we weren't allowed to do so because of jealousy and the other mm. stuff um over time through as generations pass people get tired of that yeah so unless you allow people to naturally grow these ideologies naturally filter out and i think that's what happened to the black community because we got tired of having to start again and now it's filtered mm. out of our systems where we're just trying to we're just trying to get by so fuck a brother i was gonna i'm trying to get mine mm. I'll, i'd rather step on you instead of elevate you so that i benefit and you don't yeah. that's an ideology that's been given to us i don't think that's been naturally cultivated i agree you know what i'm saying and it goes back to what you say the stuff we read the tv we see the music we listen to it all informs our, our thinking yeah so when we kind of think about this world in a very kind of scarce place so obviously the, the idea of scarcity scarcity do you know what i mean mm. scary place so you think about the word in a very scary place, then you kind like of respond in a very fearful. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're trying, bro. We're trying. Yeah, I like that. We're trying, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah. But it's like when you think about things in that way, then that's when you think about everything as like me, 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 mine, mine, mine. But then when you think about things in terms of, ab of abundance, it's like, for example, like water, this world is 70% water, do you know what I mean? So it's like, if we think about this world in, in terms of like a very abundant place, then we can kind of think about things in terms of like sharing because like we know we have it, enough for it's everyone. Seventy percent water, but yeah. only two percent fresh water. That's true. That's true. I'll so that. abundance in that. Well, we do have means to desalinate water, but it's uh -huh. very expensive at this point it in is, time. It is. Yeah. But I, I still agree that if we look at the world differently from a different lens, um, that we have more opportunities to to benefit the all instead of the few. Yeah. That's why you just got a drink of water instead, fam. <laughs> 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 you're an idiot but yeah but obviously when it comes to philo philosophical questions we can go on for hours in it but I didn't tell you about the toxic jar alright alright walk me through it what's happening so basically we got a jar of questions in there that usually when we have like more toxic conversations we try to alkaline it out but getting someone to reveal something more moist about themselves you know what I'm saying so we got a few questions in there yeah. with scenarios and whatnot they can talk about so mm. I'll say, because they warned you beforehand, I'll give you two tries. If the first one you don't like, you can but change we'll the second first one. one we'll first, first one, man. Ah, cool. I'm open book, man. Yeah? Open book. Uh, yeah? That's how I know what's used to having yell on the platform. You see when they yell, they're like, nah, nah, I don't want to talk about that. Hey, I hope the mic's caught that one. No. <laughs> All right, let me see what this one says. Ugh. What are some examples of things that women feel embarrassed to share with someone they're nearly dating? Men, oh, men, men, men. Okay. So what examples? Things that men feel embarrassed to share with someone. No, not they're men. You. you, me. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, what what do I feel embarrassed? I ain't gonna lie, bro. I've been moving very shameless lately. You know. Um, <laughs> bro, he, I've been you know shameless. Oh, so, so, yeah. so you Dutch oven the babes. But before we were this guy was a good guy at uni, bro. Uh -huh. For, for still the, from a bro, good guy, bro, when this guy, this guy was very true to his cause, yeah. And then when he left uni, I just turned savage. <laughs> I'm a good guy, bro. This guy, yeah. Girls were onto that uni, innit? Yeah. I'm just gonna put it out there. This he, he was a virgin at uni, yeah. yeah I was. But through choice, yeah. Because enough gal were onto him, so he survived. The whole three years at university where I'm seeing, man, I'm seeing Gad grab him. Come here, Casey. Let me suck your dick. I have no comment And he's like, no. I'm a man of my word. 
I am true to my cause. <laughs> uh, I holler this guy again later. Mm. Like, yo, what's going on this time? Over? This guy's blasting chicks left, right, and center, fam. Uh, uh, what happened, fam? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened, fam? I'm dead. <laughs> Obviously, isn't you know them ones? Sometimes it's, it's, it's direction over speed, isn't it? Direction over speed. I said direction over speed. That's what I'm trying to say. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of a Christian. (laughs) Nah, but obviously, like, life's been good to me, innit? I can't complain, but obviously, (laughs) everything happens in its its time. That's all I'll say about that. But, um, no, to answer the question, I'm I'm trying to think, what is the most embarrassing thing? Um, Bro, I'm going to be real on it. I'm a mad open book, bro. I'm a mad... Like, I, I intentionally try and, like, tell women embarrassing things just to, like, know who's about it and who's not. In what sense? What what kind of embarrassing things would you tell them? I'm a really obnoxious prick because I'm just like, I'm actually an obnoxious prick so you need to know from early doors. Like, Mm. yeah, similar similar stuff to that. Like, literally, like, it's even hard to explain, fam. Like, for example, I always say, like, I'm a bit too much sometimes. Like, I'm I'm a good guy, but sometimes you can have too much of a good guy. Do you know what I mean? So, like, sometimes I'm I'm a bit annoying. I'm a bit annoying here and there. Annoyingly nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, little things like that or, I don't know, um, I just tell like you know sometimes I'm a little bit mood like you know you know like telling about like who you, you as a person like behind closed doors mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. probably like the most embarrassing thing in it because like me my whole thing is like I just try to like, act cool calm collected in it so trying to kind of like express to a woman that do you know what I mean like sometimes I get a bit rattled by by things and little things like that. it feels a little bit vulnerable it seems a little bit too much do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's probably something I'm a bit uncomfortable like letting women know that I'm I'm a, I got a vulnerable side how does that how is that impacted your situations when when you've had that open conversation with or open dialogue with them girl um you know it filters out it filters out the wheat from the chaff in it so okay. it's that whole thing of like you kind of see which women are like really interested in you and who, which women kind of just want to be here do you know what i mean that's one thing i've noticed um what what what, what do they say to you like the, the what it's not for me or like they just kind of dip out like, what happens when you like you open up to them it's a variety of things i think sometimes like women never really want to say straight out like oh it's a bit too much for me because they because they always say oh yeah they want to hear like the vulnerable side of you ah oh, tell me about your feelings what kind of stuff do you know what I mean they tell you this stuff lie. all the time you see what I'm trying to say I've been saying you this see what I'm trying to say women communicate covertly whilst men communicate overtly yeah the truth is you want the vulnerable side but you still want the masculine man this is what I'm saying bro the two clash this is what I'm saying. Yeah, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna love a man that cries. You see what I'm saying? You're gonna man that's a, that's a rock, makes you feel secure. Exactly. A man people. that's moving, oh, baby, I work so hard today. Oh my god, I don't know what I want to do. Literally. When you start doing all of that, bro, the girls is like, you're a bit wet, mate. That's mm, what it is. Not really feeling you. Do you know what I mean? But I don't even blame them. Still, she can tell you. She can tell you like slap your bum and say put the rice on. And you put the rice on. Yeah. You, still. yeah, you see what I'm trying to say? <laughs> this is the thing in it. Like, so like, like your mule blood. Like, mm. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, handle that. It's like, what? Imagine that, fam. <laughs> but the, I think that's the one thing that I've always kind of like struggled with. But I think, um, um, I think I'm, I'm realising as well, like, in terms of, so obviously like, it is a little bit more to kind of share yourself. But I think one thing I've kind of realised is like, if you share yourself as like a man in it, so like you know that one is like sometimes you share yourself and you have to be vulnerable. This is what a woman wants, but when you share yourself as like a man, like yeah, I'm not a dickhead. This is what I'm about, and I don't give a fuck about what you think about me. And it's like that whole thing of like I compare it to like going to a war. Do you know what I mean? Who's scarier, the guy with the armor or the guy bare chested? Do you know what I mean? I hear it. So that's how I kind of look at it. You're so like, me on right now, bro. Hey, you need to relax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, bro. I love you too. But now you need to relax. 
<laughs> no, but I hear it though. It's like, it's, it, no, as in, no, you, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Do you know how when we used to say back in the day, you're like, oh, if you seen, if you was, if you was like, you seen a bag of man them, mm. you see bare black man and the one white brother, mm. who do you fear? You see what I'm trying to say? The black man, no, the one white yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when, he's when, he overcompensate. Has one, when he has a one on top and a skin fade, you know he's on crud. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you see the white brother in the group of black man, you know that he's had to do crud yeah. to get into that group of he black man. He has to be twice as good. Yeah, he has to be <laughs> twice as cruddy, bro. Like, he's the one that's... You want, you want my... Nothing, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, but... I still feel like it's slightly in hell. Because even, even conveying that... And again, this is this is this is completely um, colloquial. Is it mm. colloquial? Am I using the right word? No. No. Um, a- anecdotal. Anecdotal. Sorry. Um, when you start to open up like that, yeah. Mm. Even if you try to convey it as a man, yeah, which I think would work, yeah. when they start to see it, becomes a problem. So in that instance, mm. okay, I, I, I get it. This is mm. you, and it's still attractive in that sense. Yeah. Mm. But when it starts to show examples in a relationship, I feel like, oh, uh, no, potentially. For, for me, yeah, I, potentially. I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of in That's the middle. Valid. I'm in the yeah. middle of both of you in the sense of, I believe you can for serious things, innit? Yeah, that's like the key word. That's serious the key word. things like death. What, but just because yeah. oh like I had a mad day at work and you start crying and that and you go shit that's mad fam like yeah, yeah. babes I ain't gonna lie as a man certain to like get pretty emotional about work but get me like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you come to oh, I ain't gonna lie like the manager he sent me home why <laughs> 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 <Red> shaking <laughs> 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 I was like, you sent me home early, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I don't want you to go to hold you and hold you and say it's alright. Fuck bro. that, bro. I'm but you know, I, I don't even blame them for that either because that whole thing of like, um, like if a girl's taking you seriously, for example, she's like, yeah, this is going to be the, the, the father of my child and that. It's like, big man, it's like, this this man's meant to be my, my father's, like the father of my children. I can't see him like this. Like, I need to see that he figures it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, get, yeah, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know where your mum will talk to you because... She's seen you pissing shit. She's seen you like in your most childish form. But sometimes the way she'll talk to you, not that she won't respect you, but kind of just be discoursive in what you say. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like when you put yourself in that position, your your girl is now mummying you, and then you're now putting yourself in that. You box. see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. makes yeah. sense. That yeah. makes sense. You don't want to let there's 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 lines of sharing pain, and then there's lines of being mummied. Yeah, I think that's it. So I won't say vulnerability in terms of like being vulnerable, but in terms of telling her about your vulnerability. So kind of telling her like. Like for me, like I handle a lot of stuff for myself in it. So mm. I can't even lie. Sometimes I, it's not even that I don't want to seek help, but it's just that like, I give good advice in it. So I ask myself for advice in it. Mm, Do you know what I mean? That. So it's like one of those things like, it might be a conversation I'm just having with myself, but it's like, I want you to be part of my the life. I need to understand. Oh, actually, bro, walk me through. What's happening in that book? That book, yeah, yeah it's literally what you're saying. It's yeah. like, it's about introspection and, and it's the basic premise of the book here is that the past and future doesn't exist. The only yeah. thing that exists is the now. Yeah. The now is just, uh, the past is just a fragment of the now. And if you don't live in the now, um, that's when you're doing yourself a disservice. That's when you're, you're living in an unconscious state of mind. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But being able to sit down and question yourself as to why you make certain reactions, why you act emotional in certain situations, when certain, like, I don't know, you, you might say something now, I'd be heated by it. Or I'd be heated by it. Why am I heated? Yeah. what's the source of it because the source of that thing is causing me pain and that pain is because I'm living in the past which doesn't exist but if I lived in the That's now true. then there wouldn't be any place for that pain in my experience right now Yeah, 
And that's essentially kind of what you're saying in the sense that I, think I so. give myself advice by talking myself through the situations. Because yeah. right now, I'm trying to understand why I behave this way now as opposed to what I'm doing in the past, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But then he says that the, the, the past, the future's a mirror of the past. So if you don't change yourself in the now, then your future will only be who you were in the past. Literally. The only way you can change your future is by changing yourself in the now. Yep. Mm. Bad boy book, bro. Yeah. Bad boy thing. I'm gonna jump on that still. I'm gonna jump on that. Bad boy thing. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Mm. But um, yeah, so literally that's what it is. Like I try and kind of like, I try and inform them of my vulnerability. It's like, I don't, I don't like, I won't sit in front of them and cry and stuff like that. But I let them know like, you know, I'm a sensitive man. You get me? Sometimes I might send a, a young playlist to be like, yeah, this is stuff I listen to sometimes and I need a bit of time by myself. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the, they might have a bit, a bit of some interesting, some interesting artists there. Do you know what I mean? That like people might not know, or whatever. Yeah, the selection, yeah. man. Them you there. see what I'm trying to Go say? Yeah, the the selection, bro. Yeah, we, but nah, I hear it still. Yeah, but fuck it, that. That's a, that's a good no, one. No, still. I get it. Like, you went select. I thought man was saying, like, like, with you said, like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> she got some heat, though. <laughs> You know that Madonna scene, um, Holiday? Holiday. Big redeem. Oh my mm, gosh. Mm, mm, celebrate. For me, uh, Luther Vandross, never too be, much, bro. Are uh, oh, you mad? Listen, yeah. when I listen, listen to that, bro, any any problems that I, it goes away. Bro, uh, I love that song, bro. R.I.P. Luther. My Facts. dog. I'm playing that my wedding, fam. Facts, bro. Never yeah, too I'm much. Never too much. But now I've got to wrap up now, though. Oh, plug yourself before. Um... You know, I'm a quiet man, but obviously I'm on Twitter, innit? And I just, I talk loads about conspiracy theories and stuff, innit? So if you've got some random stuff that you want to read, I'm talking loads about the Bible, about some of this pandemic stuff. About you say pandemic, pandemic, but that's another story for another day. Isn't it? That's another story for another day. Yes, but yeah, I'll talk about a lot of different stuff in it. Um, out on there is Tribe Called Case. Um, it's on uh, it's on Instagram as well. Tribe Called Case. I've got a personal account. You can find that if you want it. But yeah, Tribe Called Case. Just find me there. And obviously, thank you again to you boys for getting me on as well. It's been nah, a pleasure. Man, I love couple of conversations are necessary to get me. Of course, my boys. Of course, get me. Man. Come on, like, share, subscribe. Skia.